0: versus this world where we think AI is going to take over everything. I know there's, of course, a lot of concerns about what AI could do and what could happen with jobs. Like Those are real concerns. That's why we have to be very diligent. Welcome to the AI Decodes the System podcast. I'm your host, Amber Ivey, also known as AI. AI Decodes the System is a series of podcast interviews with industry experts and everyday people who will help explain topics related to policy, tech, data, law, and other current issues in plain language. The goal of this podcast is to help close the knowledge gap in a world that's moving fast and inundated with a lot of information. So sit back, grab your notebook, and enjoy the show. Due to the popularity around AI and mainstream media over the last few months, we're going to continue to talk about some of the latest advancements in artificial intelligence and how they impact our daily lives. Today, we'll be discussing one of the most exciting and powerful AI tools on the market. You all know what it is. If you didn't read the title to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard about this technology. All of the news, everyone's been talking about it. Schools have been banning it. It's been a little bit of a frenzy, but the tool is called ChatGPT. ChatGPT, or Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, is a language model developed by OpenAI, One of the things I love about OpenAI, they've done things around AI artists, which include Dolly and Dolly2. Those are tools you can use today and go try them out. A lot of folks were talking about those about a month ago when they were hitting the media as well. So make sure you check it out. But OpenAI has also created tools like ChatGPT. They also have technology that's called GPT3 and hopefully GPT4 in the future. But you've heard of GPT3 because of the AI that is trained on my voice. If you all remember a few episodes back, as well as I think it's episode nine in season one, where I talked to the creator of Claire, which is the first AI woman of color, I believe. And she's actually trained on my voice. The interesting thing is she uses GPT-3 technology, which is very similar to chat GPT, but it allows you to actually type in a question to her. And then she responds using my voice since she's been trained on my voice. The interesting thing is, and I've said this before, I've never said any of the things that Clara has said. I've actually undergone training where I've done like a few hours of training for her so she can say things in my voice. And I think the most updated version of Clara uses only 30 seconds from a podcast episode to literally recreate my voice almost perfectly. You would not be able to tell it's not me, but for knowing that I'm the voice of this AI or one of the voices of this AI. The other interesting thing about chat GPT, before we get into it, I believe it uses GPT 2, unless it got an upgrade in the last version, which I think came out early in December and it moves to ChatGPT 3 Right now it's on chat 2 but it's going to be very interesting to see what it does with chat GPT3. And then they're building chat GPT4, which is supposed to like literally times the amount of data that's being used at a, at a level that we can only imagine. So these are things I'm very excited about, but let me get back to what the heck this thing chat GPT is, how it works and all that good stuff and the pros and cons of it. So ChatGPT has been trained on a massive data set of text. This allows it to generate human responses to a wide range of prompts. And when I say massive, I mean massive. It's the amount of data that we never could process as humans, only these supercomputers and advanced computers can do this which is making ai even more exciting now that supercomputers are around and can process a lot of data but chat gpt can be used for a variety of tasks such as text completion translation and even creative writing it's a powerful tool that can save time and increase efficiency in many industries i'm very excited for the world of ai and humans coming together y'all heard me say it before and i'm gonna say it until my last breath or never mind, I was gonna go dark for a second, but let me come back. But anywho. So the cool thing about Chat GPT is that it's based on a type of neural network, which is called a transformer. Now it's composed of an encoder and a decoder. Just think about the simple ways to think about encoding and decoding. So the encoder takes an input sequence, so such as a sentence or some type of prompt, and then it converts that into a set of hidden states. The decoder then generates an output sequence, such as a response or completion of whatever the input is that you put in. The key to the model's ability to generate high-quality text is the pre-training step, which to me is the part I love. Before it can even generate responses, ChatGPT is trained on a massive, when I say massive, I mean massive data set of text, allowing it to understand the patterns and structure of human language. When it's given a new input, it uses its understanding of all that data and all the analysis done on that data to generate a response that's similar to human text. If you haven't played around with it, you should because it's very close to a human. You can even ask it to talk in a certain tone of voice, um, talk like a certain actor or person or or to emulate someone. You can ask it to do certain formats. Like it's pretty advanced. Even if you're a coder, my boyfriend uses for this, like to look at your code to see if there's any errors in it and to improve that. The crazy part is all this stuff is what makes ChatGPT so powerful. It can generate new text that is similar to human written text. But also keep in mind that it can also replicate any biases that exist in the data set it was trained on. I'll talk a little bit more about that in the future. But remember, if you put bad data in, you're going to get bad data out of it. They call it garbage in, garbage out in the industry. But the whole point is you want as clean a data set as possible to make sure you have the best results on the other end. So I want to talk a little bit about the benefits. One of the major benefits of ChatGPT is its ability to generate high quality human-like text. This makes it perfect for tasks such as customer service and content creation. It can also be used in areas such as research where it can quickly process and summarize large amounts of data. Like right now, humans have to do that. Imagine if you could take and save time by having these AI technologies help you analyze all that data and give you whatever it is the outcome of of your research. Additionally, ChatGPT is easy to use and can be integrated into a variety of applications, making it a versatile tool for businesses and individuals alike. Their API is open. You and I can use it. You can literally take it and apply it to your chatbot or another app that you've created. It's pretty cool the benefits and how they're literally making this tool open for folks to use. People have already started creating apps around it. They're all over the app store, but there's so much that you can do with this. There are disadvantages as well. One is the risk of being used to generate fake or misleading content. Let me repeat that again fake or misleading content. Because of all these tools exploding everywhere, we have to be more diligent when it comes to fake news and even with things around deep fakes and all that, where AI is creating images of people, pictures, text. Shoot, one AI uses my voice. If it calls you, you could think it's me. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong with this technology. So we definitely got to be diligent and ensure that. These technologies still require humans. They still require human oversight to ensure that the output is accurate and ethical. Also on the level of accuracy, I know for me when I use chat GPT, sometimes it's wrong and it gets information wrong because I know what I'm asking it. You can prompt it again and it can get it right or push it in the right direction. But humans need to oversee these tools before we use them in a way that can actually um, impact lives, right? So because it was trained on a large data set of texts, we just need to think about what comes with that and also what's in that data set of text that it was trained on. For example, if it's trained on biased text or text that is against a certain population or a certain language ended up in there, it could put out bad things on the other end. The beauty, though, about AI is that you can actually train it to identify bias and different types of issues so it can remove it out of the data set. Humans, it's a little bit harder to remove bias from all of us, but you can do it to a technology by training the model and testing the model and retraining the model. So I know you're asking, how do I actually use ChatGPT? So there are apps. The app is not the actual website. So I personally use ChatGPT by visiting OpenAI's website. And I use their interactive demo there. You can literally go on their website and just click on it and it'll let you sign up. You can also integrate the API into your own applications and experiment with different inputs and outputs. That's up to you. But remember, it's important to understand the potential of the technology and its limitations before you use it in any real world applications. This is still new. This is still learning. This is still developing. It's amazing. It's exciting. But remember, technology and humans should stay close on this one. All right. So chat GPT is already being used in a variety of industries today. For example, in the field of customer service, companies are using it to automate responses to common customer inquiries. This also frees up human agents to handle more complex issues. So imagine if you're chatting with a chat bot and is it fueled by chat it can probably do with way more than your normal chatbot is dealing with. And then when it taps out, it can send you to a human. I would much rather use chat GPC than any other chatbot I personally use, but that's up to you. In the area of content creation is being used to generate product descriptions, headlines, even entire articles. And hell, podcasts, show notes are easier now. Writing a summary of something you do is so much easier now using chat GPC. I know I use it for a lot of different applications, the other area we talked about a little bit earlier is in the field of research is being used to analyze and summarize large amounts of data. You can literally feed the system so much data and get analysis. Even for those who are trying it out, it can summarize pretty serious concepts in really in easy language. So make sure you try that out. There's something you don't understand. Of course, come to my podcast to hear about different topics. But if I don't talk about the topic, go to chat GPT and it can help you summarize things in an easy and digestible format. And the other thing I want to point out is in the field of creative writing. I know a lot of people are nervous about what do books look like in the future or stories. ChatGPT is being used to generate new ideas and even entire stories. Even before ChatGPT came out, there's multiple AI websites out there that use AI to write content for people and it's already search engine optimized. So it's easy for folks to find on search. So that's been going on for a little bit of time, but ChatGPT in my opinion, takes it to a whole nother level. The possibilities are endless and as the technology continues to improve, we can expect to see even more innovation and even more innovative uses for ChatGPT in the future. The potential of ChatGPT is so vast, like as the technology continues to improve, it could revolutionize seriously industries such as customer service and content creation. It could also be used in fields such as healthcare and education to process and analyze large amounts of data. This is the area where I am honestly most excited about. If you listen to episode 25, where I had a conversation with Dr. Shapala, who is the writer of Can We Trust AI? We talked about his experience and how he's been in this field for over 30 years, how AI has been around for over 60 years, but because of supercomputers and stronger computers that can run bigger volumes of data, we're now seeing its true potential and what that means for healthcare and education. Like imagine a healthcare system where, You're no longer going to a doctor who has to basically rely on your, you stating your symptoms, rely on a quick review of your chart to give you a diagnostic or diagnosis, excuse me. They literally can work with AI to scan your blood work, to scan all the data around you as a person, to scan your medical history, and then to tell the doctor based on the analysis of that data, what the treatment plan should be. I would much rather have that. As a person who lives with MS, I had to discover my MS because I pushed my doctor. I was pointing out things and showing them that my blood work wasn't coming out right. Like I had to do that. Imagine if I had an AI working alongside my doctor to identify all of my symptoms and also look at all my data to begin to tell me what should be a treatment plan for me. The same thing with education. I know that Dr. Chappelle said his moonshot was that we would have one teacher and 30 virtual teachers in the room with students to help get to where they need to be in reality teachers focus on the middle of the pack often the students who are behind and the students are too advanced kind of get left out or you hope they get pushed to another grade if they're advanced and you hope they get the right supports through an iep if they're behind but in reality we know that teachers cannot do that so what if you had an ai or virtual teacher that could help a student where they are meet them where they are and guide them on a plan that is individualistic and for them. I prefer a world where AI is working with me and helping make everyone's lives easier versus this world where we think AI is going to take over everything. I know there's, of course, a lot of concerns about what AI could do and what could happen with jobs. Like Those are real concerns. That's why we have to be very diligent about this. And we have to have people who are doing AI research and who are thinking about the ethical use cases of AI and ensuring that they're doing what they need to do. The one thing I like about OpenAI is that they have researchers working on this, one of my friends or now has become a friend did a podcast. Abram has been sitting on the working group to help think about tools like ChatGPT 3 and he's a man of color who's thinking about these topics. So I think it's just very important for us to get diligent around the use case of them and to push the industry to continue to think about what could happen. As it relates to jobs, I believe that AI and humans are gonna work together very well in the future. And back to the question that the podcast title asks, Which one's better, AI versus humans? I think we're better together. And if we do this in the right way and if folks really understand the benefit of it, if we don't think about banning this in schools and actually teach students how to use it and how to really grow from this tool, we can literally free up so much of our minds to get even more creative and to be our highest and best selves. The other area I'm very interested in for chat GPT is in the legal system. So in the criminal justice system, everyone is guaranteed a lawyer because um, you're likely to lose your freedoms and and life and your liberty. So they give you a lawyer in the civil legal system. They don't guarantee you a lawyer. So you're left on your own to deal with traffic cases, divorce, child custody cases, eviction cases, all these issues that can really impact your life and mess some stuff up. You're not given a lawyer unless you can afford one. So imagine where you use a tool like ChatGPT to be able to get legal information or legal help. I know I was working on a project in my past, some of my past work where we were trying to help create legal assistance portals where people could go online and put in plain issues that they were dealing with. And then the system would identify if there's a legal issue associated with it. For example, if it's saying, Oh, my landlord is trying to kick me out of my house. That could trigger something in the realm of evictions. Or if someone's talking about how their husband and them are arguing and they're possibly leading to divorce, that could trigger legal issues around divorce, child custody, and all these other issues. But there's nothing out there right now that exists. If you Google a legal issue on Google, you're screwed. Like you're not getting help. So one thing that's coming up soon is there is going to be an AI lawyer through the organization Do Not Pay. They deal with different like civil legal claims, but they have an AI lawyer that's going to actually do a case with a human. So the human and the AI lawyer are going to go to court. The AI lawyer is going to listen to everything that's happening in the courtroom and then help to provide potential legal advice and steps, answers for the person to give to help them with their case. And if, if you know anything about the civil legal system, whether it's traffic court, eviction court, or housing court, or divorce court, <laughs> or any court you're dealing with, it's hard to deal with because you don't know what to do. You're not a lawyer, Right. You weren't trained to be a lawyer. I went to school for four years to be a lawyer. You didn't do that, but they expect you to go through the system by yourself. Chat GBT and other technologies can help with that. I'm really excited to see what happens with this AI lawyer. I'll probably do a podcast on it in the future. Once the case happens, I think it happens in February, but either way, If y'all don't know, like I am all here for AI and I'm all here for AI and humans working together to make things easier and to make life better for people. Even folks are talking about how chat GPT can be used for people who need support. Like folks have been showing you prompts you can put in to find out where there's food resources, where other resources are for you, because it can literally scan all the data that it has from 2021 and before that to give you up-to-date information and to give you answers to help you with your problem. I know I said a lot today. I'm jumping off my soapbox to wrap up the show, but thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of AI Decosa System. I hope you've learned more about the exciting and powerful tool that is ChatGPT. Try it out for yourself. Visit the OpenAI website and play around with the interactive demo. As always, be sure to listen to our podcast for more news on data, technology, public policy, and law. Also, I'm digging in more to AI, so make sure you stay tuned. Until next time, I'm Amber Ivey, AKA AI, and you've been listening to AI to the System. Y'all have a good day. That is a wrap for the AI Dakota System podcast. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation with today's guest. Please make sure you go to wherever you listen to this podcast and download, subscribe, like. Make sure you show us that love so we can know that you are loving the content we're putting out. Also, feel free to add a comment and rate us. Thank you all so much and see you next time.